This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, episode zero. Starting from scratch. It's like, you know, it's like we were in a long relationship and then had a falling out. And we each went to travel to Europe. You know, maybe I went to, to Austria and experienced all of those horrible lockdowns and then came back and said, hey, what did you up to? And he said, oh, I went and, you know, sucked a bunch of wangs in France and here I'm back, but we love each other. And we're going to start over. We're going to do this thing right this time. <laughs> I mean, probably not. I mean, everything's pretty much fine between me and you and everybody else out there, guys. But yeah, welcome to episode zero of the Electric Liberty Land solo feed, where you will find, yes, my regular shows. And of course, the regular show will be published on the main Lions of Liberty Network feed as well. If you didn't hear my last show that I published just recently on the main feed, what we're doing basically is splitting the shows up so that it gives us more opportunity to do a little bit more, not only with more content i.e. if I want to jump in and do a review of The Matrix, the new Matrix movie, which sucked, by the way, and I think I will talk a little bit about today in brief, well, I have the opportunity to do that. I can throw that on my solo feed. It's not going to cannibalize the other feeds and make sure that our downloads stay consistent. Also, what we're going to do is a little bit of extra content in that main feed. So that way, we're hoping you guys will stay subscribed to all of them. You can also go and tell people, hey, if you want to check out this feed, Electric Liberty Land, go subscribe to that. Maybe you have somebody out there that's more in line with uh, finding freedom, with entrepreneurship, with criminal justice. Go listen to that feed. Gives us more opportunity to have people hone in on what they like. And also, we hope to grow the show beyond what we have done already because we're giving ourselves more opportunity to find niche markets within the different show formats. And of course, my show is also going to change a little bit. I'm not going to do it yet. I want to get people in on the solo feed, recognizing the name and the brand, of course, I built up, but I am going to be changing it. Now, what it's going to be, well, you'll have to wait and see, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be lovely. It's going to give you a nice warm feeling in your nether regions. And that's what really, at the end of the day, we're all about. I mean, hey, it's, after all, that's why we bop our legs up and down when we're bored, right? Get that stimulation in there. So for this episode zero, and by the way, I would love it if after you subscribe, you could go and review the podcast on iTunes. It makes a huge difference, especially as we're trying to grow these feeds. So please take five seconds out of your day. Go say, Brian's the best. I love this show. Five-star review on this new podcast feed. That would be an immediate and amazing help to me. But you know, I just mentioned the Matrix Revolutions. Now, the Matrix... I like the first one. I know a lot of people think it's overrated. I thought the first one was a great film. 
I thought it hit a lot um, on issues that I care about as far as government control, as far as information control, as far as people being used and not realizing the reality they inhibit. The red pill versus blue pill, of course, who could not love the red pill and the blue pill? Realizing that government actors don't have your best interests in mind, realizing that the powers out there controlling you are something that are oftentimes beyond your realm of comprehension, right? This is a very libertarian film, very libertarian concept, and I loved it. Eh, the second two, the, the second one was okay. The third one was pretty crappy. They got cheesier and crappier as they went along. And, you know, the novelty wore off. The special effects uh, were so amazing, kind of got a little bit boring and passe. Years have gone by. And here we are with a new Matrix Resurrections film. Now, I won't, I'll try not to spoil this too much, right? This is going to be a review. I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'll say this. Mark loved it. I don't know what was wrong with him. He said he was on a lot of drugs when he watched it. I, fine, that makes sense. I'm not going to waste shrooms on this retread flatulence that, frankly, half the film was self-referential, right? The core basis of the film is that there is a matrix within the matrix, right? Very Inception-esque. There's a matrix within the matrix, and that's what allows the new matrix and the new freedom to be found. However... The film overall was boring. It was unbelievably self-referential to the point where half the film, it seemed, was taking clips from the old Matrix movies and then just playing them and talking about them and having the characters in the film talk about them. It became unbelievably grating to watch. And funny, you know, I tweeted out, I said, you know, Matrix Revolutions was so bad, or Resurrections, excuse me, was so bad, I feel like I have to shake my body off like a wet dog to get this stink off of me. And within a minute, it was pretty funny, I noticed that Jason Stapleton had basically tweeted out the same thing. And yes, maybe the next Lions of Liberty debate will in fact be Mark Claire debating either just Jason or me and Jason or any number of people on whether or not this movie is good or not. But I will tell you empirically, I thought it was a huge piece of dump. While I love Keanu Reeves and I love the general concept, and there was still... Some good content in there. There was some, well, they had a, a raving Frenchman from the second film talking about how real films, real TVs, real conversation, real TV shows, originality mattered and how we got Zuckerberg fuck suck or something like that. But you could barely understand the man. So that was in there. That's a, a positive point. They did have another line about how people want to experience control, how it's easier to kill an idea. Then, or I'm sorry, it's harder to kill an idea than it is to kill off like a reality. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially saying that controlling what people perceive, controlling the the region around what people have in, insofar as their, their viewpoints in the world, that's easier than killing off an idea that, that has its time, right? And, you know, that's good too. Love it. Fantastic. The emphasis on escaping control and taking the red pill was still there. Great. Love it. But it just was done in a way that, I don't know, the writing was stupid. You know, there were so many scenes in it where just where you wanted a, a, a big, impressive speech, where you wanted a real emotionally jarring moment. It was just kind of a wet fart. There was nothing really new or interesting in the film as far as the special effects, as far as, and it's even funny because in the film they go, how do we make it beat? How do we go bullet time plus and make it even more exceptionally interesting? And it just was the least interesting take on the bullet time concept I've ever seen. It just was, again, just boring. I had a hard time getting through the movie 
And the ending was just so cheesy, so cringeworthily cheesy that it made me want to puke. Not only that, nobody in the film fucking dies. Nobody in the film. Like that was one of the nice things, kind of Game of Thrones style in the first Matrix. People were dying all over. People that were heroes in the movie were dying all over. Not this one. Apparently, since the Wachowskis changed genders, they decided nobody gets to get killed off anymore in these films. Everybody lives. Happy Hollywood ending. Anyway, see what you think on your own. I still think The Matrix, uh, of course, is a, a universal good conceptually for the way we view the world. But this latest film was just unnecessary and was just more or less tripe. But you can make your own decisions. But, you know, interestingly enough, the other topic I wanted to get into today on my episode zero, and, you know, this is just an introductory episode, a little bonus for you guys to get you in, get you waiting in here. And you can send to all your friends, send it to all your friends, tell them to listen in. Um, you know, we're talking about transhumanism and the matrix ties into that because you've got people that are tying indirectly by their brain, their brain stems into the world, into the, the metaverse, as we're being told is the next thing forthcoming, right? We're all going to be metaversed up. And I look at the potential of that world, the potential of transhumanism, of tying into technology, of being able to access things with the blink of an eye from a mental, like a literally brain implant. And I look at the, the pros and the cons of this, especially in our current environment. All right, I was just looking at the story about a guy who's paralyzed, able to send a tweet for the first time because of a brain implant. Now, that is astounding. That advancement of technology, the, the micronization of technology to allow it to the point where you can put in a brain implant into someone's head. And I'm still thinking back to the Doc Brown, you know, he's got you in Marty McFly walks over to Doc Brown's house from back in the future. And Doc Brown's standing there with this massive colander with gadgets and wires and lights coming out of the top of his head. And that's how he's helping to do something with his brain waves. I mean, that literally how, was how big shit was. And now you've got this technology that continues to get smaller and smaller and more sophisticated that you can actually have somebody able to tweet, able to control um, arms. You know, people have lost arms. They're able to control arms through brain implants. You have people that are blind, able to see somewhat. We're not to the Jordy LaForge Star Trek era yet, but somewhat able to see, perceive colors, perceive light and shadow. People that are deaf, able to hear. Maybe not as well as everybody else, but able to hear somewhat. These are incredible advancements in technology, right? And these are the things where I look at the media coverage of them, right? And I would want these to be covered. I want people to know the, the technology that's available to us, how it has the capacity to change human life. But at the same time, you know, my conspiracy brain looks at these wonderful stories of people, you know, like Jesus, they, giving, giving cripples the ability to walk again. And I look at these stories and I go, God, are these stories going to convince people that the good of this will outweigh the bad of it? Because I see what's happened with COVID. I see what's happened with vaccine passports. I see what's happening with digital currencies. I see what's happening with information control. The way that the governments of the world are looking to team up with corporations to control what you see, what you think, what you buy, what you feel. Now, that last one is especially pertinent. The last one is especially 
terrifying to think about, right? Not only from an information standpoint, right? They control your flow of information because if you're tied in, like in a transhumanist world, when you're tied into the information directly, you have now now installed a port into your brain. There's a chip in your mind. I'm sorry, guys. I just was out there walking my dogs. I'm going to, let me, let me take a break here and blow my nose. I'm not snorking into the microphone. It freaking started raining on me out there. That's better. I don't want to sound like I'm snorting blow on episode zero. Save that for episode three. So anyway, um, we talked about the information flow, right? And you see how governments control what you think, what you feel, what you see, and the tying in with corporations, corporate media, and more predominantly with Facebook, with Instagram, with Twitter, with the websites you are with. Now, with, you look at China and how they're trying to control video games and the information that's guarded on there. When we talk about transhumanism, we're talking about that direct port into your brain. And everything that's projecting forward says that this is what's going to be, right? You're going to connect everything in the blink of an eye. You're going to be able to control your banking, your information flow, your, your social media. All these things will be tied in. And if we're talking about tying them directly into your brain, that is something where you have to examine the relationship between government and corporations. Because I don't think anybody's going to agree to have a direct port into their brain from the government. Right. I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong after seeing how people rolled over during COVID, but yeah, we're getting a sci-fi realm here, but I have to think that people will still be too suspicious of the government to, to accept anything that has a government backing being put into their brain, um, let alone, you know, their body as a whole. Now, yes, the vaccines were basically forced government injections as our vaccines as a whole, but they're not going directly into your brain. Not yet. But if we have the adoption of this transhumanist environment where you have the adoption of direct con- you know, direct conduits in your brain to access information and the and internet and uh, corporate portals, which is where they're going to come from, we have to look at that relationship between government and these corporations. We have to look at how Amazon, which naturally, if people are going to be online, they're going to interact with Amazon because Amazon Web Services controls something like 60% of your available web space and your server space and your storage space and everything else. If you have that Amazon backbone that the government has all of its servers on, all of its influence over how much money Amazon is making tied into everything else, right? You have all your web hosting, you have it tied in together. You have Google, which is again using its own servers, but tied into government control. What is considered searchable results, what isn't considered searchable results. You have Facebook utilizing these servers, working with government to control information and disinformation. People are going to allow the government to come in by these back doors, not only by the relationships, but by the servers, by by information sharing. We've got a position wherein you're not only having access to information stymied by the government. But as we know with Facebook and some of the revelations that came out from the uh, the court filings, Facebook does have a huge impact on your emotional state because they show you certain information more than other information. They will feed you content that gets your gandrip, that gets your IRAs, that gets you pissed off, that gets you hating other people in your feed. Not only that, but we see how Google manipulates search results and algorithms. We can see how Instagram, and TikTok have literally given adolescent girls mental issues that they don't have, convince them that they have Tourette's syndrome, convince them that they have eating disorders, convince them that they're a boy instead of a girl. These things are demonstrably happening. These are these are 
legitimate results coming from the usage of social media already. Seeing how tied in our brains are to these social networking sites and how information flow, disinformation flow, and emotional manipulation can impact our lives, our relationships, our abilities to function, the decisions that we make over who we are at the core, at the absolute core of our being, can be manipulated. And that is what I worry about when you look to the potential for a direct connection into the brain, as happens with this paralyzed man who has a brain implant, allowing him to compose a tweet. I can't think of anything that would be a more inappropriate use than to give somebody the ability via a brain chip to interact with social media. Talk about putting fucking poison directly into your brain. There's no other better definition of it than to put a chip into your mind that allows you to access social media. But yet here we are. We're seeing the proof of the concept right here. And once that chip's in there, you don't know. They can tell you you have certain controls over your content, but you don't know what you're being fed. And if it's going directly into your mind, you don't know how that's going to interact with you on a scale where you might not be able to ever turn that off again. They can manipulate your emotions by virtue of what information you receive, by information that you process, the emotional state you're in. If they can convince on TikTok or on Instagram, girls that they're boys and boys that they're girls, you're telling me they can't convince you that having this chip in your brain has no downside, that it's the best thing for you, and then extending it forward that you should allow more and more control and content into your mind more and more. And And this is where... Well, the people won't accept a government chip in their brain yet. Once that is introduced, once the corporate side of things is introduced, that people think is removed from government, but it ain't, then they can manipulate your information, your emotional state. And then maybe you say, oh, well, you know, everybody should have this chip in there that the government can control. So the government can monitor how your brain is functioning. So the government can see if you have a pre-crime inclination. This is where we get into minority report type of shit. The government can see if you're having an anger response at home. And they can monitor that for your safety. We can see if you're having terroristic thoughts of violence. We can see that because we can monitor your brain functions all the time via this chip. And it's for the safety of all Americans and it's for their common good. And don't worry, we're going to make sure to crack down on dissidents and we can see it happening. And we're going to make sure this is the safest society that's ever been. And it's all thanks to this little chip. So there you go. Episode zero, guys. The lore of transhumanism ties in perfectly with my little matrix review there. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed episode zero more coming and the feed will give me more opportunities to go on these little sub rants when they pop into my brain. Uh, God forbid, maybe there's a chip in there that the government or Facebook put in already that told me to say this to you. I don't know. Maybe I've already been taken, <laughs> but for now, I don't think so. So anyway, guys, for me, Brian McWilliams from the, uh, well, I can't even say from the lines of Liberty feed. No, no, this is going to go. Oh no, this one's not. This is only on my feet. So it's just me from Brian McWilliams and Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged into Liberty. And don't forget to give me some reviews on the iTunes. All right, goodbye.